the underpaid and the underqualified listening. You are. And we're back. All right. I'm sure John Williams definitely won't sue us for that. I'm, I'm sure done he, with you. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't care about the, us using a little snippet of his uh, most iconic theme ever. But uh, anyways, yeah, we're back. My name's uh, Vince Talley with my co-anchor slash uh, on-and-off-again lover, Ja Ma. I don't have enough liquor in my stomach right now to <laughs> process why you use that as our opening theme just now. At 9.36 a.m., yep. Uh, yeah, and here we are. Uh, back again, second episode of 2020, coming out swinging with the episodes. Um, how's it going, Ja? Going well, going fine. Not too bad. Got some uh, positive momentum after that electrifying intro. Yeah, I feel energized right now. All right. That's why I have the bottle of scotch on my desk. It's mostly embarrassment, right? That's the energy you're feeling? It was not what I expected. <laughs> I didn't really think about that. Before this episode, I took a solid five seconds. I was like, let me think about this job. And I was like, all right. Can I we just it. end with like Darth Vader's theme later? Wow, spoiler alert. That would have been so epic if you hadn't mentioned that. <laughs> Plot twist is probably going to be a different one. It's going to be an Imperial Death March. <laughs> I wish. I or don't... is it going to be something else? You know, we don't gonna, know. We're going to see what I have on my iPod and we'll wing it. Um. Anyways, so with this episode, uh, just to cut straight through the crap and get right into it, we're going to talk about Star Wars. And so nice. Yep, we're about a month late considering it came out mid-December and now we're about... January 20th, goddamn, where the fuck is the year going? It's 20 days really, of the new year. It's really, the reason why we did this is because we want everyone to have an opportunity to watch it because knowing us, we're probably going to share spoiler, just basically all spoilers. Oh yeah, that's always been our MO, not saying spoilers yeah. and waiting for the audience to get caught up. Yeah, so which is why we, we decided to give it a little slower and stuff like that and whatnot. So this is... That could not be farther from the truth. <laughs> we spoil everything well, two this... days after it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> work with me here Vince work with me here we gotta be honest anyone can read through that instantly but um no we, that's we could say that's a happy accident where we're reviewing this now to the point where everyone's probably seen it please never say happy accident <laughs> everyone says that it's fine. who says happy accident dude look it up they hear only every time like hear right, people say like happy pull. accident is like they talk about like babies <laughs> no not that <laughs> no that comes up I've heard that where people People, uh... Anyways, when, moving on. We're moving, yeah, uh, when we're, someone's born, you're like, did you want to have me on purpose? They're like, hey, you were a happy accident. We were stuck with you in the abortion clinic. It wasn't open. Yeah, pretty much. That's <laughs> what people call a happy accident, because they try to be positive. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, yeah, so this episode, we're going to dedicate to Star Wars, and uh, specifically Episode Nine, considering it came out a few weeks back, and uh, I think it's... I think there's enough uh, background on it and just the movie itself for a whole episode. So uh, let's just start off with our thoughts and impressions uh, on a high level. So overall, I liked it. I uh, I gave it a day. And I realize that's a bit risky because I think the public, were in a, they're a bit mixed, I guess you could say. Star Wars seems to be uh, the most divided uh, franchise now where there's a, you don't you never have a it seems like they don't have any movies that are consistently loved or hated there's just a lot of division <laughs> and a lot of mixed opinions and a lot like not even just like mixed opinions on consistent topics like some people love this some people love that it's like some people one person will like this and a, one person will hate it and another person will love and hate this thing it's just a million different opinions on star wars basically so um yeah overall i liked it i give it an a um i'll get more into the weeds later but uh what'd you think joe for me it's um i enjoyed it very much when i first watched it all right and then i did something called reflect on it <laughs> and that's that's where it kind of went downhill for me and okay. i think it, it was fun but at the same time if you don't think too much in it and once you start thinking too much about it then that's where everything goes for the worst I agree with that, but that's kind of like it. To me, that's every movie in a sense. I can't think of a movie that's like flawless, and if you look into it perfectly, like it'll all make sense. So I guess there's a certain part of the movie where I kind of turn off my brain per se, where it's just, to me, I guess why I was more tolerant of it was that Star Wars to me is just big space shit with decent enough plots, not amazing, highbrow, high caliber, like super deep, intriguing, intellectual plots happening, but just like cool space shit, decent enough plots where you have a protagonist and an antagonist and for some reason they got to fight and then for some reason the protagonist is going to win but it's going to look like the antagonist is going to win and to me that's star wars all right so i'm going to jump right in to our deep dive 
All right. You want to start it off? Yeah, okay. So What didn't make sense to you? Or what were you, your okay. first viewing compared to your reflection? So for me, Star Wars is, I just want lightsaber battles. I'm focused about the Jedi. I know that Star Wars is bigger than that because you have the politics, you have the wars, you have... Um, well, at least with the Skywalker saga, you have the clones versus the droids. But then, yes. obviously, with the Old Republic, there's so much more to that. Yes. And then simply that. You have the creation of the Sith. You have the creation of the Jedi Order, peace. And like just basically kind of like Star Trek, where they explore different worlds. You have Jedis maintaining the peace in different worlds in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's like, if it doesn't have lightsaber battles, it's not Star Wars. How dare you? Because I like that stuff. I like Except the Mandalorian. Fight. <laughs> and, uh, Mandalorian, but you have Baby Yoda. So we're good. Um... <laughs> Maybe you would count number one. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the. Uh, and to, to me, it's like okay, you had a lot of those fights, which is great. I, had, I enjoyed it, but the thing is that the pacing, the plot, it. Okay, I feel like Ryan Johnson should never direct a major multi-billion-dollar franchise ever again, and should <laughs> stick with like these original Indeed. ideas. Yeah, yeah, like Looper, Brick, Knives <clears throat> Out. Stick with that. Stick with what you're good at. You've explored, you've tried, good job, don't do it again. Uh, it's kind of like the, uh, I'm an art major and I want to find myself. Okay, you tried that, come back and do something more, a little bit more practical. That's kind of like Taika Waititi's phrase, one for them, one for you. Where you do one personal indie film, then you do one big blockbuster, then do one that you want to do. Well, that's actually pretty fair, yeah. So yeah. it's like, alright, cool, Ryan Johnson, sit your ass back down. Um... <laughs> He's a nice guy. I've, yeah, I've met him pretty... at a Q&A before. But, um, really? Oh, well, not Twitter meet one? him, but uh, like, I saw, saw him. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he seems pretty cool. Yeah. I, he seems like he's taking the stride against uh, the, the Last Jedi backlash. He's taking it in stride pretty well, I think. Like, you kind of have to. Yeah, but I feel like other people have like really broken down and like had some negative reactions to like bad like fan opinions. But he's kind of just been like, well, I made my movie. I'm standing by it. Some people yeah. like it. <laughs> So at the end of the day, it's like, okay, so it's like, to me, I hated Last Jedi with a f- passion that burns of a thousand suns. I 100% agree. And so, but then it's like, with Rise of Skywalker, they did what they could. But because of that, they kind of introduced a lot of things. I think Disney is probably going to be used, using it as, oh, comic book content later, or uh, Disney Plus content later. And so it was funny, towards the end, I was like, um, when Lando was like, oh, let's go find out your uh, past or your family, right? I was like, Disney Plus series. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you know, I saw a notification for that. There's a rumor that's going to happen. Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. And, like, uh, the, the whole backstory with the Emperor, right? And so it's like, oh, you have an old character back, cool, and he's, like, crazy strong. But it turns out it was mostly just, wait, why are you back, Dark Side? Why is Gen- uh, Supreme Leader Snook, like, who is he, Dark Side? Yeah. And that's, like, <laughs> where it was, like... Oh, so we're not getting our questions answered. We're just going to say, dark side. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I think that's a very valid critique, too. I think with Star Wars, a lot of it... Yeah, it's kind of suspension of disbelief. A lot of it's not going to make sense. So I will 100% admit they did not answer a lot of the stuff about Snoke very clearly. They kind of just said he was a pawn. And he was just like, Palpatine was controlling him the whole time. And like the idea that... like. The Emperor was, like, secretly behind the scenes controlling this the whole time and nobody noticed at all. I find that kind of hard to believe. But at the end of the day, like I mentioned, Star Wars to me, I don't look for super high, highbrow, intellectual caliber stuff. To me, it's just, like you said, big space epic shit. I 100% agree with the lightsaber thing. I think that's the thing that draws me most in. I'm more, most interested in the Jedi and, like, their philosophies and how the Old Republic, they used to have this, like, Council of Jedis and whatnot. I found that pretty interesting. And just the different like styles and like ways that you can use the force um i find that most interesting so i think that's why the lack of explanation about palpatine didn't really bother me too much to me it like it felt like endgame in the sense that it was very fan servicey but i think a lot of people agree endgame was better with the fan service whereas this kind of it felt like the fan service was a little forced but for me my philosophy was like all right this is a franchise of nine movies and they're trying to top off the story like, there's for sure got to be some fan service, so just try to enjoy it. Don't overthink it too much. Like, a lot of stuff I like, if there's, like, minor plot contradictions just for the sake of doing a big epic moment, I'm fine with that, and I felt like that was this movie. Um, so kind of going off of the whole, like, um... Dang, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Keep talking, Vince. Stall. All right. Stall. All right, so this... Well, we'll divide this new trilogy. So, I guess another reason I'm okay oh, with that... Oh, I remember now. <laughs> really good flow for this podcast. <laughs> it's part of our charm um one thing i really so you built up finn in force awakens he was like this 
stormtrooper that was like i have um i'm having second thoughts i don't want to be a stormtrooper i don't want to be indoctrinated i don't i'm, I'm breaking protocol at this point now yes and he was about to be re- sent for a uh, re-education mm-hmm. and but the thing is that he escaped and it was like okay cool there's gotta be a reason why he had this click moment Oh, it's you were probably, looking for that. And so it's like, oh, what was that, right? It can't be just all of a sudden my morals took the better of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they were about to announce was Finn in episode 9. And if you didn't know already, spoiler, he is Force-sensitive. That actually ties into my one con of the movie. That's the one thing I didn't think they handled well at all. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I would have been perfectly fine. Force-sensitive, learn some stuff. You didn't have to be the next Ray. And then, but the thing is that I was anticipating... Finn and Rey are going to fight um, together. Kylo Ren, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Because that makes sense to have more and more Jedi because you're trying to rebuild that Jedi thing. Now you just have Rey and we don't know what the hell she's doing, right? Yeah. And she's not slated to do any more movies. You had Ben Solo for a second. <laughs> yeah. You had Ben Solo. <laughs> Literally less than three side. minutes, probably. <laughs> and so it's kind of... I know the, the whole cheesy thing about, like, I sacrificed my life for you to save your life and the force energy thing. It's very Romeo and Juliet. That's a little weird... I'll give you that to the people who are knocking this movie, and I understand, and I do agree. But at the same time, keep in mind, this is Disney now. You have to have the cheese balls. Yeah, and George Lucas was pretty cheesy. I mean, like, the prequels, oh, yeah. like, stuff with Anakin and Padme was the same kind of shit, I think. Yeah, so my it's funny, because I have a buddy of mine, he was telling me, yeah, episode two was George Lucas's failed attempt at making a romance. <laughs> <laughs> really, you could probably splice it together and really make it look like a soap opera. If you find the right moments, the, I hate sand, that kind of shit. I need to rewatch it, because I haven't watched it since, like, it first came out as a kid, so, um... I remember I was stoked for it just because the Yoda lightsaber scene. Oh, that was dope. Yeah, that was a game-changer. I feel like time hasn't reflected too kindly on it, though. Like, nobody talks about that being the highlight, but, uh... Because, people, because everything else was so bad, and people talked about that. But, yeah, so, like, then, like, in episode 9, you have Finn that was like, Ray, I have something to tell you. And I literally forgot what happened... That, that scene had happened. Yeah. No, I think... When you, I watched it a second time, and the second time, there's minor stuff happening that you can tell Finn's Force-sensitive, like when stuff's happening with Ray from far away, he's, yeah. like, he's getting it, but <coughs> I don't think they handle... That's the one part of the movie I really... like. I'll take minor like issues with them not explaining things about the dark side and how Palpatine is alive, whatever, but okay. like, I don't get why you would bring Finn up to say this thing, and one, as a character, I don't get when you're about to die why you would tell someone by the way i'm force sensitive but like what benefit does it do it's like you can't clearly you're force sensitive but you're not using it to your benefit where you're actually saving yourself or the other person at all right now so why would you think in this last moment i need to tell you i'm force sensitive and then it never comes back where he actually does anything cool he just has this lame like i can sense things but like who cares and he never even followed up and confirmed that's what it was i just i don't know i didn't that's the one thing i didn't like yeah, and it's like, if that's going to be another movie, that's cool. But the thing is that Disney has already announced that uh, Adam Ryder, uh, the actor who played Finn, and Daisy Ad- Ridley. Adam Driver, uh, John Boyega, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, yeah John, uh, the, they're not slated to make another movie. I think also the actor for Poe. And so Oscar it's like, Isaac. yeah, so it's like, okay, well, what then? We were going to introduce this amazing concept of, oh, there's going to be another Jedi. It's going to be Finn, because Finn was actually, people liked Finn. For the most part, at least. I always thought he was a useless character. <laughs> I mean, he is. He was a useless character, but it was like, no one really hated him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because he did have, he did have his redeeming moments in episode, uh, seven and nine. He was in a Jar Jar for sure. He was okay. I just felt like he didn't do anything cool. If they would have made him like the force, so in my idea of a franchise, if he would have had like force sensitive abilities come out, like minor things he does in episode eight, that would have been the right time to do it, but he didn't do any of that. And I thought... I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Going to your uh, breaking up things into different sections that I cut you off because I remember something about Finn. <laughs> That's all good. No, I was just going to say, so I think when you look at, not, you can look at this a few different ways. You can look at all nine movies. You can look at four, five, six. You can look at seven, eight, nine. So we're looking just at seven, eight, nine. I think part of the reason I was okay with this movie too is because in my mind, the trilogy was fucked. I think everyone has kind of echoed this sentiment that when you watch this movie, you can tell it was very clear that they didn't have a cohesive, like, grounded idea when they started this trilogy, you know? Like, I think they were really embracing the idea of kind of passing the baton off from director to director. So, J.J. Abrams does his thing with it, then Ryan Johnson does his thing with it, and then uh, Colin Trevorrow does his thing with it, and that's kind of the beauty. You get three different takes. And, you know, as a philosophy, that sounds nice. That sounds like it'd be kind of cool, you know, get, like, a different director doing each one. That's kind of what they do with the James Bond movies, where you get a different director doing it, same kind of style. But um, I think it. this is just 
a clear example of that not working because Ryan Johnson and J.J. Uh, Abrams' plots were so fucking exactly opposite to each other. So I think as a trilogy, to me, it was just never going to be great. As a trilogy, it's pretty fucked. I think they're just like three completely opposite level movies to each other in every way so i think seven in my mind seven was just a rehashing episode four so i kind of disqualify it like i don't love it or hate it in any way i don't like hate it per se because it's, it's just like it's almost like disqualified like just imagine you're running a race and somebody like doesn't move that they're not supposed to and you just take them out of the race because of that like that's how i feel about episode seven it's just I, 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 it just drew way too much on nostalgia it just felt like it was low-hanging fruit i felt like they literally looked at the prequels and are like, all right, George Lucas tried something different. He tried to really experiment with these and people hated it. So if we want money, which we're Disney, so of course we want that, then we're going to just like bank on that nostalgia, bank on just like doing the exact same thing we did end up episode four for a new generation. And it's that's why I don't love it or hate it. It's just like, it's whatever, because I could just watch episode four if I wanted to see everything that happened in episode seven. So that's episode seven. Then episode eight, Ryan Johnson does an absolute 180 and does that hard, just like really doubles down on being as different as possible to the point where it's not good and it's just so different that it's like not relatable. And then a lot of other forced political agendas in it that I didn't like with the the purple haired chick that I always forget her name, the not telling her plan, kind of being a metaphor for like hashtag believe women type of thing. And then Rose's character. That was the point of that? I think it was, because she didn't tell her plan. It was just like this trust me type of thing the whole time. That's a lot of people have interpreted it. I like the ship blowing up stuff part. (laughs) (laughs) That part was okay. And also the humor was so bad in Last Jedi. It had like the worst like combination of stuff. It tried like on some levels trying to be super dark, dark and epic, but it just had the dumbest Disney humor. And then it just had like way too many twists, like to the point where it was kind of like numbing you as an audience. And then I'm sorry, Rose's character is the worst character in Star Wars as far as I'm concerned. Uh, actress is fine. Yeah, no, I agree. The the character that Ryan Johnson created for her, I'm like, you're a terrible human being. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, like as an actress, fine. She seems like a lovely person, and I'm sure she's great in other roles. But the, her the character itself, I fucking hate it. And that's another reason I like Rise of Skywalker because she only had like a very small amount of screen time. But um, but you know why, right? Uh, well, I've heard multiple things. They said that the reason is because they had to give other characters a bigger send off or something. Um, the reason is because I think it was harder to CGI like. Uh, all the because she had a lot of prominent roles with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. And because like it was more and more difficult to like I guess splice the scenes combined together, that that's why they cut them out. Yeah, I could say that, but they could very easily just give her new scenes, you know. <laughs> yeah, so and... I think it's kind of bull. <laughs> I don't think it's true. I think they just didn't want her character in as much. Because I think it's for um. J.J. Abrams, I think for him, it was like, okay, this character was never written in my original plan. Exactly. And I don't know what to do with this yeah. now. And then now the fans, I can't exactly piss off every... Like, I can't please everybody, but I definitely for sure can't piss off everyone. That's kind of how I feel about Captain Marvel in Endgame. I think the Russo brothers apparently didn't have her in mind. So then when she uh, was in Endgame, that's why she didn't have a huge, huge part because they didn't originally foresee her. But anyways, before I get too off topic. So with that said, basically... The reason I like this movie partially is because I think the trilogy is already fucked, so I think no matter what, Episode Nine was kind of in a bad place where people weren't expecting this trilogy to really stick the landing and be this perfect, like, like time reflects on it well type of thing. So for me, the only thing that this movie had to do was just be a good movie on its own, and that's how I interpret it. So I don't look at it as a trilogy at all, because if you look at the trilogy, it's just a mess and just super inconsistent. So for me, as a movie itself, it was good action-adventure with good lightsaber fights, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, JJ, this is how everyone asks me, like, what I think about uh, Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, all right, you're not missing. If, I know they're not Star Wars fans, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, you're not missing much. If they are Star Wars fans, then I give them a little long-winded answer. If you like <laughs> Last Jedi, you're not going to like this. If you hate Last Jedi, you will like this. But also keep in mind, and I will also tell people, they did what they could. They did the best they can. Exactly. With. Yeah. With the rotten apples that was given to them. <laughs> and so it's like, alright, you did what you could. There's definitely things you probably could have done, but because of like higher level executives probably saying, no, we have to finish this. Stop the bleeding. It's hurting. Because there was definitely a lot of content that could have been broken up. And I think um, they definitely introduced elements of the Force that wasn't wrong, but definitely very exaggerated. And I mean, I need to do more research on that, but the <laughs> whole like 
force projection and t- and like teleporting different items from different locations. That's a little bit extra. I actually really dug that. I like that. <laughs> I think it's okay, but I think that's actually not official. But I don't I care if it's official, that. but but, um, but well, I mean now it's official because it's. Canon. That's the thing is that because like Star Wars has so much lore and so much original text mm-hmm. that they could have drawn on why did you have to create something yeah there That's was a really frustrating interview for a lot of uh sports i mean not sports so a lot of like star wars nerds where kathleen kennedy said that they don't have any uh previous material to draw on <laughs> aka all the books so well, a lot that's of... the thing is because like with the whole merger thing they're like yeah you know let's screw um screw the old stuff yeah and it's like why why did you do that that's what the fans loved yeah. That's what they grew on before. Wait, when you say old stuff, do you mean the movies or the books? Books. Yeah. No, a lot of fans really do draw on that. A lot of them, but not all of them. I think the majority haven't read the books, if I had to guess. I mean, the hardcore nerds probably. <laughs> uh, there's a good chunk of people that, like, the games, a lot of that was all... Cons- or the Knights of the Old Republic was a video game. Yeah, sure. So, like, they have that to draw on as well. Yeah. And so there was definitely some characters that were introduced. And so and also uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. A lot of that that was introduced and people liked. So if you heard the rumor... That Disney has 14 movies in development right now for Star Wars. The rumor now is one of them is Osaka Tano, which was in Clone Wars. It was a fan favorite. Um, I heard that the next trilogy is supposed to be like before Old Republic. It's supposed to be Old Republic. That'd be pretty cool. So that's the thing is everyone likes Old Republic and they're finally like, okay, let's finally go on old stuff now. Yeah. And so it becomes. And so that's the thing is that like, I think you might have brought this up before, but somebody did, Hmm. is that Marvel had Kevin Feige. Feige, um, to rein in everything. Yeah, they had people that were like, okay, Kevin, he's very, he's also a nerd. He probably knows more about Marvel than I do, and I think we disagree on how it's portrayed. If I were to sit down and have a conversation with him, but nonetheless, it's like he still knows the comics. Kevin Feige, Jama, one on one, probably gonna get wrecked, <laughs> knowing me. But then knowing like the things I don't know about him, but um, but there was no, there's no consultant, there was no Kevin well, Feige. For Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy was supposed to be that person, but she's clearly showing that she's no Kevin Feige in no, terms of how well she does it. If anything, they manage it like how they manage DC. They had executives manage it as opposed to nerds managing it. Well, Kathleen Kennedy is apparently... She worked on the original Star Wars. Or not... I don't know how far she worked. She worked at least some previous incarnation of Star Wars with George Lucas. And then when she became like the head of this franchise, she definitely oversaw the direction of each movie, but... Not to a good <laughs> degree where it wasn't helpful, I think. Well, that's the thing is, like, Kevin... At least I know Kevin Feige, like, read the comic books. Yeah, well, I... Th- Whereas, like, if you worked only strictly on the movies... Yeah. Then it's, like... Yeah. That's only one of three avenues of resources. Whereas, with Kevin Feige, he's, like, he just hit goldmine on, like, the original source material. Yeah. To draw upon. Yeah. And so that's why it's, like, I... And because they had the three different directors, right? Mm-hmm. They gave too much free reign to them... Yeah. That it's like... I do know that, like, there's definitely some actors who really read the comics and they really took the time for that. So, like, I know uh, Ben at Cumberbatch, I think during mid-film, he walked off to go to a comic store and bought <laughs> Doctor Strange comics. Yeah, I saw that meme. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, there's a lot of people that did do that. Heath Ledger studied and read a bunch of, like, popular Joker comics. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Kathleen Kennedy did that. I don't know if J.J. Abrams... I think Ryan Johnson definitely did his research. Yeah. Which is why some of the... Force stuff that he introduced was actually legit. So the whole um, Carrie Fisher jumping from space to save herself, I think that is actually like a legit Force thing. Well, um, that's funny you mention that because it seems like you place a lot of emphasis on the books, whereas to me, I think the books are great. But honestly, I think <coughs> I would assume that like the people in head who were like writing these movies definitely do read the books just as material. But I think they're very secondary. I think the movies to me are always the big thing. Like I, I think. Because the books are, like, some are considered canon, but, like, George Lucas is the guy that started this thing, so I think George Lucas, like, love or hate the prequels, I think his ideas are, like, the, like, pure form of Star Wars, so I think with these movies, they're trying to base them mostly on the movies, so, like, if I had to do a percentage, maybe, like, 80 to 85% movie, like, 15 to 10% book, you know, type of thing, like, that's the way I assumed it, like, I think they try to do stuff in line with the books, but, like, the movies were for sure like the founding thing. The books were just kind of an additional oh, yeah, sure, nice sure, sure, thing. Sure, 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 yeah. And so, but that's the thing is that well, your books, your friend, the your extra supplemental material is so good. It's like why not draw on that? Why make your own? Which, I guess they were trying to like prove that they could do something on completely like just their own and not need to draw on the books. 
and that's when they have to go back down to the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of um, funny, because I feel like if you look at Ray and uh, Kylo Ren, like, or Ben Solo by the end, when they had that two, uh, the dual team up against Palpatine, mm-hmm. did you get, like, a vibe, like, a nostalgic, like, deja vu vibe of, like, uh, Jason and Jaina Solo? Like, the way they looked? Like, this, to me, like, if you would... Jason and Jaina? Oh, I thought you would know, because you read the books. It's uh... I don't read the books. There's a lot of books. I only uh, read, like some books oh okay well it's the original books that happened after episode uh, 6 and it's when Han Solo and Leia have uh, kids they're twins and it's Jason and Janice Solo they're twins and they're oh, both oh yeah. okay okay so the way they like drew them out in the books like like if you would have said 10 years ago like here's like show a shot of like that mm-hmm. scene from the movie I would have thought that like is exactly what they're doing in 10 years they're doing Jason and Janice Solo because they really look like it if you look at the like designs they had for them they kind of both look like it like siblings even though they're mm-hmm. not um but yeah I don't know just kind of a random tidbit but um yeah and then oh the random um what you call it Ray her parenthood yeah she's the granddaughter of Palpatine Palpatine or Sheev this is other name Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> I wouldn't know if I didn't read. No, those. my friends have been making fun of it. They're like, "Is Sheev going to get a movie?" <laughs> um, his full name is Sheev Palpatine. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and so, yeah. So it, it's definitely like they did kind of. So some people, it felt like a very one eighty where Kylo Ren said, "Your parents meant nothing. Your parents were nobodies." Yeah. And he's like, "You're technically not wrong, but your grandparent was somebody." And then people now are making fun of. By the time the age and stuff. He was old and creepy looking, and he still made babies. <laughs> I guess if you're the emperor, you can bang whoever you want, right? Concubines exist for a reason. Um, <laughs> but, no, um, but so it's um, I know some people were upset. I don't know how I feel about that actually. That like about Palpatine. Ray, Ray being the granddaughter of Palpatine. I actually like it because I think to me, I guess when I was seeing seven and eight, like they built up this thing of Ray's parents. And I just got to say, that trope, I'm kind of sick of, <laughs> you know, like, just, like, the mysterious parents, I don't know what happened to them. How many times has that happened, like, a franchise, you know? But, um, yeah, with, um, I guess there was only a certain amount of ways. I think the the issue with Star Wars is it's so big, I feel like there's so much fan fiction out there and so many theories that, like, every possible answer has already been created in, like, a fan fiction kind of draft, you know? Mm-hmm. So no matter what, like, whatever result they were going to do, somebody said, like, I mean, you look on YouTube two years ago, I'm sure, there's a million videos that's, like, evidence Palpatine is related to Ray type <laughs> of thing, something like that, you know? Like, every variation, evidence, Obi-Wan is Ray's granddaughter, evidence, like, she's a Skywalker, you know, all this shit. So no matter what, somebody had already guessed what was going to happen. Yeah. So I think the fact... I think the Palpatine thing is cool because I like that... I didn't like in Episode Eight how it had this, like, idea that anyone could be a Jedi. I kind of like the idea that it's selective. You know, I like that there's certain families who are more powerful, and they totally shift it back to that with this one again with how they specifically said that, like, Rey and uh, Kylo Ren are, like, the two leading force potential users Well, Skywalker makes sense because they're the... um... He's a chosen one. Yeah, Anakin exactly. was a chosen one. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and Palpatine, I mean, the fact that he was so powerful to become the Emperor and, like, have an offspring from that shows why Rey is so powerful, too. Because she is insanely powerful. So the fact that she is that powerful, I think, adds up more if she has that blood running in her. No, that makes sense. But it's just the way they introduced it. I'm not sure if I feel and I agree with it. I think it's fine. I think that it's a granddaughter of a Palpatine. But I'm not. I just personally don't know if it's, like... They did the whole, your parents mean nothing, but really, the truth is, plot twist, insert, like, violent, yeah. creepy music. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I, maybe I had low expectations of a franchise, but I just felt like there was no way they were gonna, like, nail the landing with this twist, so the fact that they, like, did it decently, I was like, alright, cool, you did it, I'm good with it, it's fine, it works. Um, let's talk about our highlights, how about that, Joe? <laughs> I like we've already highlights. like crapped on it enough. <laughs> I feel like we've had a okay sure highlights discussion. highlights highlights of um you want to go first I think mine is just going back on the fact that they did have a lot of fight scenes uh, a lot of lightsaber fight scenes because you had the whole I think that was kind of the excuse that they were using with the whole oh I'm able to like mentally project myself and have a fight force skill yeah and so you had the uh, ray. Also, I just like the fighting style of Kylo Ren because he kind of uses a saber. He holds it differently. Mm-hmm. And he also kind of like WWE's some of the people down. And so, kind of going back on it as a, a knock against the movie, mm-hmm. I was really hyping up to see, 
oh, we're going to see the Knights of Ren. These are people who trained alongside Kylo Ren. These are people who are going to be, like, the best of the best. Yeah. But it turns out that, like, the second that Kylo Ren has his lightsaber, boom, they are all one-shotted. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, it's supposed to show the power scaling. But let's be real. Come on. Okay, come on. Put up a kind of a fight. Yeah. Why don't they have lightsabers? Why don't... But anyways, that would be kind of cool. Maybe if they had like the black lightsabers that uh, what's his face had at the end of Rogue or uh, uh, that's a little bit different. So that'd be cool. One of them though. I can tell you about the Mandalorian lightsaber thing later. But yeah. um, so that's the thing is that like a lot of the fight scenes are super cool. I think it would have been actually no, that would have made sense if Palpatine could have a lightsaber fight. But um, I don't know. It's kind of hard at his age to imagine him doing anything. Cool. Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but no, it was definitely really cool to see. Like they definitely did have like a couple, two or three fights of lightsaber fighting and yeah i think that's a really cool part of why i liked skywalker's rise of skywalker so much because the other two had just them flailing their swords okay minus the red room the red you know it's funny there's a video i used to think that was a good fight scene and that's one of my critiques on last jedi because there's so little lightsaber fights you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the adam the kylo ren luke skywalker one isn't even really a lightsaber fight it's really just kylo ren running and then luke just being a ghost <laughs> so nothing hits him you know mm -hmm. and uh, but um with the the last jedi fight i used to think that was a really good fight scene too but there's a guy on youtube just showing how much uh, these like internet videos are a disease i can't look at that fight scene as good anymore because he like freezes it and shows frames where it does not make sense where like ray is like totally open and there's a guy who could like totally hit her and just end it all but he knows that like this fight scene is not choreographed super well so he just does some like flailing shit on his own and then attacks her like five seconds later when she he could have just killed her and ended the series right there so now it's like now i look at that fight scene totally different oh well, yeah no so it's like if you broke it down then yeah i would agree but it's like well you take it what it is then sure it's fine that's like the only redeeming moment in yeah. terms of lightsaber battles pretty much and so that's why like skywalker that they they fixed that one singular problem yeah i'm trying to think what else fights. i liked about it that was uh, that was my first pro the lightsaber fights were good because this is the first one where they flipped have you noticed that like they used yeah. to flip like every two seconds of the prequels they didn't do that once in this one or i mean once in the other two but then now they're like flipping like on the water scene on the, the the death star where the waves are crashing like they kept flipping like every two seconds yeah so it's like that's probably one cool scene about it um how about you one other highlight was uh, Kylo Ren. I'll just say as a character, Adam Driver. So the first two, I was very lukewarm on uh, his portrayal. I felt like a lot of the times he tried to like sound epic and angry. I just like was reminded of his character from Girls, <laughs> just the like weird, quirky guy who like tries to sound serious, but like you can't take him seriously. He sounds like comical. Like I remember when I saw Last Jedi and he like said something. He was like, "Forget the past, Ray." burn it if you have to like something like that and then she was like said something about the past right after and then he's like nope nope right you're, you're still forgetting you're still remembering the past like i remember audiences were like laughing because it sounded so comical his delivery yet all these people are always like praising adam driver as like his his portrayal was the best thing about this trilogy but this was the first movie where i actually enjoyed his portrayal i thought he wasn't as cartoonish i thought he he looked he was much more serious he didn't seem as like when he was angry, he didn't seem as cartoonish and, like, childish and tantrum-y. He just seemed like he actually was, like, focused on a more cold villain. And, like... Yeah, I, I think, agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And his, like, when he had his redemption arc, like, the scene with Han Solo, the cameo, I thought that was pretty good. Um, I thought... I thought I actually loved when he became Ben Solo. I would have loved to see him, like, more as Ben Solo. I thought he looked pretty cool, like, with the blue lightsaber, him and Rey. That, like, the, that is one thing I kind of wish we saw a bit more of, but I get why we didn't, just because it was already a long movie. Just, like... More of Ray and uh, Ben Solo teaming up. It bothered me that there was no green lightsaber. <laughs> I know, dude. Me too. I love a green lightsaber. That would have been cool. Like. Yeah. So actually, so adding on to the whole like Kylo Ren thing is that like, I do agree. So it's kind of like this. I don't know why you're struggling with yourself so much. Yeah. During the first two movies, it's like I can see like you're struggling with your identity, mm -hmm. which I talk about so much in this podcast. But <laughs> it's like, okay, I get that, but it's portrayed really awkwardly. It's yeah. like. Why do you look constipated <laughs> the entire time? Just looks like a little like child throwing a tantrum. Yeah, and then so, but this movie, I feel like they finally, finally like ex explained it the best. They portrayed it the best, and we're like, oh, so the entire time you were still part of the dark side is that you knew that you need two people to fight Palpatine. You had that going on. You knew in the back behind the scenes. Mm. Um, because that's the entire time he's like, together we can take out the old. 
Mm. Oh, I never picked that up. Picked up on that. And so when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, you had a plan the whole time. You just for some reason couldn't show it because the director sucked." But um, mm. for whatever I don't even know if they had that thought into it, honestly. But no, this the entire time he wanted Ray to join him, not just because like he loved her, but be also because like he knew he could, alone was not enough. Well. It might have been written in later on, but Maybe. anyways, but in the end, it was still portrayed that. Because in the so... first one, he didn't really know about Ray. Maybe that's, well, I don't know. No, but I mean, like, later on, he did learn something about Palpatine. He knew that, like, there's more to it. Um, He knew yeah. more to it that there's more to the Snook thing. Because why yeah, else? Yeah, I don't know. They portrayed that so, like, iffy, it's hard to say for me on that one. But I could see if that is true, they just portrayed it really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. is that like For me, it's like, oh, they finally portrayed the char- character development well enough. It's like, I understand we were struggling so much. And it was portrayed a lot better. And I'm able to, like, take a backseat and say, oh, okay, that was fun. That was enjoyable. You guys actually kind of fixed another issue. Yeah. He... And when he was, like, trying to talk to Rey, he didn't seem as forced. He didn't seem as weird. They didn't have any awkward shirtless scenes like in The Last Jedi. You know, it seemed more Swallow serious. Run. <laughs> it just seemed more serious and, like, an actual, like, kind of seduction, like, tug of war was happening between the two. A lot of So let's talk about the kiss. <laughs> oh, what do you gosh. think about the kiss, Ja? Um, Disney. Yeah, it's definitely Disney. But I think George Lucas probably would have went for that move, too, but... I also, I don't know, I got a vibe, like, them the whole time, it really, I got this vibe, like, why don't you just fuck? Like, it really felt like that, like, a lot of their, like, moments together, you know? Like, it felt like there was a lot of sexual tension, so the kiss did feel a little bit forced. I remember when I saw it, like, a lot of people groaned, I think, in my theater, but, um, that's fine. Like, he died a second later. I mean, if if you're, a, if, if homie's about to die, like, that's, that's one way to go out, right? <laughs> he probably it's, never kissed a girl before then, right? It's definitely kind of weird in the sense of, like, the whole force healing was really never a thing. And that, if you think about it, it would have resolved a lot of issues. It's at that point, it's not a matter of like, Oh my gosh, it's, um, it's, it's, Oh, they're strong with the force that they're able to do this. It's at this point now it's like, okay, you're just throwing crap in for fun. <laughs> and it's like, he gave up his, uh, Kylo Ren gave up his life force to save Ray. Sure. That's a noble act, but definitely it's, um, yeah, I thought it was very... I don't know. It just flowed really weird. I thought it was... 30 seconds. I thought it was very Romeo and Juliet-esque. Juliet-esque, you know, like... I don't know how well that went. (laughs) I mean, in terms of the story, and for some reason, I actually thought George Lucas would appreciate that, because he seems like he's influenced by, like, stuff like that, so... Mm -hmm. I was fine with it, but... um, Another pro for me, completely (laughs) off-topic. The fact that Rose was so little in it, I just gotta shout that out. It's a huge pro for me. (laughs) Um... I think she had like what one minute one and a half minutes total so yeah she didn't have much going on for her yeah i'm totally okay with that um let's see other highlights i like that it had a good inclusion of the og three main characters so luke lay and han i think they each had their moments in a good yes. way in a respectful tasteful way i think i like the luke catching the lightsaber type of thing you know i think that was pretty cool i yeah. something did bother me but i can't blame them was the whole carrie fisher thing it felt very rushed but yeah, at the same time it's like you know why she can't yeah 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 i get it i get it yeah get and it. then han solo i thought his cameo was good like did anyone ever doubt that harrison ford was coming back for this i think we all knew he had to have at least one moment right i think i just had low expectations so he was not on my radar um <laughs> i think we I, I at least assumed that the og3 would be in some way okay another issue i had actually was with lando so the last scene where uh one of the girls were one of the former for- stormtroopers yeah said oh my gosh i don't know my past like, and let's he's find like, out. let's find out. And it's like, creepy grandpa, pedophile, <laughs> uncle thing. Um, That's Billy D. Come on, Billy D. But the thing I was wrong. like, could you not have said it different? It's like, uh, let's find out all of your histories. I don't know. I didn't Instead interpret of, that way. Maybe. I interpret it as creepy. No, like half the theater was like, uh. Oh, really? Why? Yeah, <laughs> those, very those much depends small, on like, the sounds. Very much depends on the theater you go in, I yeah. guess. But, Even um, I was like, kind of like, okay, it's... If you saw Solo, you know that he's apparently pansexual or something like that. And then all of a sudden, you have him with that creepy, like, smirk turns around. It's like, let's find out. It's like, creepy uncle pedophile white van. I guess I think of, well, Billy D, like, the actor that plays him was, like, known as the most suave debonair guy from the back in the day. So I guess that's why I didn't assume he was a pedo. But 
I guess I could see it. Yeah, cool. so that's why I was like, could you have added more text? Like, <laughs> let's find out for everyone. Yeah. Like, it's like, as an inclusive thing is, no, I'm just directing this as this young lady here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, I could see it. Because but... he used to bang a robot in Solo. <laughs> we don't know that. Not proven. Um, but it's stated. He said they, they bang? No, it didn't say that they banged. It stated that he's a certain type of other sexuality that I don't fully understand. That is not... Inc- if it didn't say they bang, I'm not going with... <laughs> I'm going with they banged. I'm going with love is love bullcrap. It's not some Westworld shit. No, there's no, no. robot human banging, I don't think. Um, no, uh, Two other things I was going to mention. So, uh, first thing, did you notice the Chewbacca getting his medal being a tie to the first one? Uh, Actually, yeah. So, somebody had to explain that one for me. Yeah, because uh, in the original, like the main cast all get medals except for Chewbacca. Yeah, He's the only one. His, yeah. yeah, that's kind of been like this uh, kind of like tongue-in-cheek joke the whole time that Chewie never got his medal. So, this was like a reference to that. Uh, so, I thought that was kind of funny. And then, um, uh, you know, it's kind of funny also. And I don't think this was intended in any way. And I think it's just a coincidence. A happy coincidence. <laughs> or unhappy coincidence, as they say. Just to piss off Ja. Um... But uh, the fact, if Rey calls herself a Skywalker now, that technically means she kissed her brother, right? <laughs> Which is kind of a, what happened in the original. It's originals. okay if they're step-siblings. I know, but it's just funny, because it's like, that's what happened in the originals, like, unintentionally. It's just kind of funny that two Skywalkers kissed again. You no, know, that never occurred to me until now. Is that, like, a subtle joke? I I don't think it was, because that's pretty, that's reaching pretty hard to make that happen, but I don't know, it just gotta... It had to happen. It had to have happened. <laughs> there has to be some sort of incest in these, every single one of these trilogies. <laughs> yep. Um, one other thing I think we can talk about, um, did you read the alternate plot that, the original plot that it was gonna come out with, uh, Colin Trevorrow's script? What was the uh, alternate plot? Ooh, you didn't hear about this. No, okay, so it's very interesting. I think you should Google it in the meantime because you might find some uh, very interesting things, but completely different. Just exactly opposite. Some people are saying they actually think it might have been a better movie. So, alternate plot. Kylo Ren has no redemption arc. Ends a villain. He, uh... Luke, as ghost Luke apparently haunts Kylo and, like, really gets into him and uh, really, like, gets into his psyche and keeps fucking with him type of thing. Um, there's apparently one scene in the movie where he sees, like, a ghost of Darth Vader, um, or, like, a vision of Darth Vader, so Kylo Ren and Darth Vader actually fight. That would have been kind of cool, I'll admit, and Kylo ends up losing. Um, then Kylo does, goes to some space, uh, place where some explosion happens, I forget exactly. Basically, his face gets kind of mangled, so his face gets really fucked up, so just imagine the most fucked up, like, just, like, demented, like, no point of coming back Kylo Ren you can possibly have. Um, then in the final bout, oh, Ray actually trains with Luke a lot more rather than training with Leia and she reads, you know, that would have made more sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, yeah. The but, training with Leia thing is like, they forced that. I didn't like well, that. Well, that was cause that was cause Leia, like they had the limited footage. I could get that. But, uh, I also think it's kind of cool that she trained with Leia. I don't know. Switch it up a bit. It would have been nice to see her train with Luke more for sure. The, cause other things that that would have made more sense. Cause the things that Leia was trained, but she never had, she had experience is what yeah. I'm saying. Luke actually had experience as a Jedi. He Leia did. put down the saber after she completed her training. Yeah. So it's like, why do you have another person who's basically... It's like the blind leading the blind, per se. Whereas, like, well, Luke, the Grand Master, didn't finish his training. And all they did was, here's some text. Good luck. Yeah. Well, that's basically what this one... I think... I forget exactly how much Luke trains her in this alternate <coughs> version. but So Luke trains her, but... I think the heavy lifting is that she reads the ancient Jedi text and that's where she like learns a bunch of new stuff. So she does some like cool new force stuff, but one of the big twists is, so no Palpatine. Palpatine is not in this one at all. Mm-hmm. The twist is that, uh, Kylo Ren in the final bout between Ray and Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren is revealed as the guy who killed Ray's parents and, uh, apparently on orders by Snoke and, uh, basically in some way or other he dies. So no redemption arc at all. And, um, uh, then, uh, one of the last scenes, like, there's a ghost of Luke talking to Ray after, you know, the big finales happened, and he says something like, balance is restored again, you've restored the light, and she's just like, light keeps beating dark, dark keeps beating light, she's like, is that really balance, it just one kind of suffocates the other, and she kind of, basically it's like embracing this idea of, like, that similar philosophy of, like, not choosing just the darker the light, but a mix between the two, so this, this 
apparently would have ended on that note of like something new and then apparently leia says something to ray this was before carrie fisher actually died this script so carrie fisher would have been involved more in the whole character of leia and the character of leia hugs ray and says something like your story's unwritten now you're something new um and she apparently would have also you know that staff she has yes so apparently she earlier in the movie she you know because at the very end she like that lightsaber she had was built from that Yes. Apparently that would have come out like in the final bout. It would have been like a double lightsaber used from her staff with like two blow, uh, two blue things. Um, yeah. So those been that would those were the main highlights. What do you think basically after hearing that? The haunting thing is kind of weird. The haunting the ghost. Yeah, because that was never really a thing. Haunting, like for the Jedi ghost really came out more for like to talk, right? And like for counsel, but never in terms of haunting. Because if you think about that, the more you stretch the whole ghost thing, mm-hmm. why isn't more and more ghosts coming out? Why isn't more and more ghosts attacking Palpatine, or like guiding and doing this and that? Right? Because these people are like they're dead. They know what's going on. So I'd rather them not expand more on the whole ghost thing. Mm. More than that, a lot of it does sound like ah, that sounds a little bit more doable. And there's also the concept of the gray Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the term I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. So it's like eh, to cut that out, and then we'll see. If you ha- include that, I'm like, I'm not really on board with that. Yeah. Because if you think about it, it's like, if you have the ghost thing, it's like, okay, well, why didn't Anakin come out and talk to Kylo? Why didn't um, this and that come out? Like, it was just like, well, you could also have all a lot of this. You could have Obi-Wan talk to Luke. Why didn't Obi-Wan come out and talk to Luke? Maybe they have- did behind the scenes. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying, though, right? It's like, well, then you open that can of worms. Because yeah, Yoda can, already came it can out. happen at any point. Yeah, it's like, yeah. why didn't that happen more? Because of budget and actors. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Though, yeah. yeah, it's like a slippery slope. Once you start it, then it can technically happen at any Yeah, point. because like this, they already exposed one new force skill, and they exploited the crap out of it. Yeah, I guess for me, I actually, the way I interpret it, so I, I get that thing with the slippery slope, but I guess two things. So I thought maybe with that haunting thing, maybe it could be like, like it's more on Kylo's end. It's not actually Luke that's haunting him. It's like Kylo's thought of Luke that's internalized internally haunting him, you know, but it's not actually Luke. And I think the vision, the idea, imagine like Mark Hamill looking super intimidating and dark with a hood and like his beard and like as a ghost, like the echoey, like chambers of his voice, like inside like a tormented Kylo Ren. I think that could be kind of cool. Like as a visual, you know, just the imagery of that. What do you think? Like, Ghost Luke, like, actually scaring a really, a really fucked up, like, torn Kylo. Yeah. I think the haunting thing is still a stretch. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. It would be. I, I just were... think it's not Star Wars. That's not the premise. Yeah, but then again, I mean, there's a lot of new shit they've done that in these trilogies that a lot of people have said that's not Star Wars. So I think they're, they're, they got to do a bunch of new stuff, new stuff, but it's up for debate on what is Star Wars. Yeah, and... I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of just like, I'm Star Wars out. But if they make it, I'll probably watch kind of thing. Yeah. Right now, I'm watching Clone Wars. Uh, it's all right. It's actually a lot more serious than I thought for, like, kids. There's a lot of neck snapping. For, really? For Clone kids Wars. cartoon. Wow. I mean, they they show they just show kind of the head going the other way mm-hmm. after they throw the body. Hmm. But they don't show the actual action, and they don't make the sound. They did an honest trailer for Clone Wars, I think, recently. They did. Yeah. They, they did it for the movie. Ah, so then they they trash on the movie and it's like for some reason it's like this is a perfect example of something that's trashed and made something good so the movie for the clone wars cartoon was uh-huh. trash but then they made a good cartoon series out of that oh interesting okay yeah i think i've never watched because i'm not sure i always mix up which is the good one and which is just shit apparently i've seen both how many is the movie as bad as they say it is you think uh i saw it um I think I was just really bored that day, so I didn't care. But after watching, I was like, yeah, I was kind of confused why some of these characters are introduced. Yeah, I could see that. But uh, in summation, I think this movie kind of pointed out to It's just funny how, like, Star Wars to me... To me, if you're talking any movie franchise, I think this is the biggest. At least speaking as someone in my sheltered world from <laughs> America who hasn't really traveled the world, it really seems like Star Wars is the biggest franchise. But it's so funny how... So they disagree that Star, Star Trek is bigger, but whatever. Yeah, it's... It's just funny how Star Wars is the biggest franchise, yet I've never seen people love a franchise so much, yet complain about it insistently at the same time. You know, people, like, love these characters, but every single movie, like, has, like, this niche of people who just hate on it vehemently. Like, and I mean, I'm totally in that bubble with Last Jedi, and I think you are too, but, like, some people do the same for the prequels, some people think Episode 6 sucks. It's like... 
I don't know. It's just like you think people give up, but it's this franchise that people like love incessantly, but you'll never find a franchise that has more divided opinions and just everybody has a unique complaint about something. I don't know. Have you noticed that? I think people like the video games better, and then they should stick with that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think the bo- I mean, video games wouldn't exist if it were for the movies. But I mean, like, people were. It's one of those things where it's like, I think people always have. It's similar to what you're saying is that people have their own ideology and their own perspective of something and mm-hmm. the fact is that the movie is not portraying what they're imagining and so just yeah. stick with the video games because then you can let your imagination go a little bit more wild than something that is a movie because that's already fixated or fixed yeah really and so at for me it's my last final thoughts is is that it is what it is <laughs> you it, stop taking it seriously turn off your brain that's what Star Wars has become to me and there is no reason for you to take it seriously yeah, that's always how it kind of was with the original. I never, like, looked for... Like I said, I never thought it was, like, intellectual, like, like fodder or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I guess... I think to, I think people love the universe. You know, I think they like the... Like, the I, like sometimes people watch something, even if the story's not good, just because they like the setting and the characters, you know? And I think that's kind of what Star Wars... The main f- core focus of it has been, mm-hmm. is, like, people love the idea of this, like, never-ending universe with all these different characters and different the tone of it you know the the humor mixed with the the concept of jedis and spaceships and battles and you know evil and stormtroopers i think people love that that's the thing that's really hooked people on so then when these stories don't live up to that um people get like super unhappy i don't know but i think that universe the setting and the tone and like the characters that people created that's or the characters that george lucas created that's the thing that's like really hooked people in I like lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, there's one. I, I, I go with that same camp. I like the lightsaber shit the most. So on that note, <laughs> our, uh, let's uh, let's let's sum it up. Ja, Red Skywalker, scale one to ten. Seven. Okay. Six or seven. I give it an eight or eight, eight point five maybe. Damn, that's a lot nicer than I am. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, on that note, on that's that our Star Wars review. Watch Mandalorian. Baby Yoda is great. Yeah. Baby Yoda count number two. <laughs> Two million, I think. Uh, yeah, Mandalorian's good. Uh, they got the Obi Wan show coming up. Hopefully, that's good. Uh, I don't know. I'm keeping my expectations low. Well, it's directed at the same chick who did uh, some of the best episodes of uh, Mandalorian. So some people said this. Deborah Chow. I, I saw the uh, the meme. It was uh, Ewan McGregor had bad acting for Obi Wan. It was really the Clone Wars that brought the actor that brought the character out. I don't think it's true. That's actually, I think it's true. I think his acting is good. I think Hayden Christensen was the one that everyone... No, because I've been watching Clone Wars, and dude, Obi-Wan is sassy. Yeah, So well, it's like a lot of okay. the jokes that are... Com- a lot of memes are coming out. I'm seeing where what scenes are coming out from. Yeah. And I can see why people like uh, uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. But it wasn't Ewan McGregor that voiced the character. It was somebody else. And huh. so, like, they really expanded the character more so for both Anakin and Obi-Wan in the cartoon. I like this portrayal for the most part in the trail the prequels though. The only thing that was a little <laughs> a little dumb was do you remember that part where he's like, Oh, I don't think so. Like, do you remember that line? There's like some line where he's fighting someone, I think it's General Grievous, and he's just like something's happening and he's just like, Oh, I don't think so. Like that's the only part that was a little It's probably George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But on that note, um yeah, we like Star Wars, I guess end of an era. Uh could have could have been worse, could have been better. So, um what do you think? Tweet us, because we're going to create a Twitter or Facebook or something someday. I don't know if that's true, but people often say tweet us when they end a podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. Any other closing thoughts, Joe? Bye.